welcome to the Kayin Spells and Skills podcast. I'm your host, Annabelle Koo, and thanks for joining me in embodying the magic of personal healing and collective liberation. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Kayin Spells and Skills podcast. It is officially airy season and spring over here, and yeah, I'm feeling it. It's nice. Yeah, you know, that transition from winter to spring, it can be pretty rocky, and um, that energy of Aries is like the warrior, that fighting spark of life that propels us into existence. And what better time to chat about this episode's topic survival strategies. So today we'll be talking about what survival strategies are and how to recognize our personal signs of when we're in our survival mode. Um, And in other episodes, we'll talk about, you know, what to do about it when you notice when you notice it happening. Um, But the first step is to be able to notice and name it. So that's kind of what we're going to be getting into today. So why is it important for us to understand our survival strategies? So, you know, for generations, many of us, especially BIPOC, we've survived many dimensions of violence and systemic oppression in both personal and collective ways. So I'm thinking about institutions like the legal system, primary and higher education, access to land, healthcare, workplaces, etc. And um, yeah, most of us are constantly navigating environments that were created to exclude or exploit us. And, you know, despite that, we still continue to exist and sometimes thrive against all odds. And that's incredible. At the same time, the impacts of being constantly in that survival mode, it's you know, it's also worn us down mentally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually. I'm sure many folks are resonating with that right now, um, especially these days. And, you know, even on the best of days, just navigating um, heteropatriarchal white supremacist systems, capitalism, colonialism, um, it turns out it's quite stressful. So, um, you know, well, I, you know, I do believe our survival strategies Um, Whatever they are, they're brilliant because they've kept us alive. I also believe, you know, that existing to survive is not enough. And, you know, we deserve to grow and flourish in our lifetimes. Um, So, yeah, just starting off with what are survival strategies. Um, So when we live through life-threatening or emotionally disturbing experiences that go unprocessed, we end up experiencing trauma. So traumatic experiences, they end up staying with us, often because in these moments, we lack the choice to exercise our agency or return to a sense of safety. So what ends up happening is part of us remains prepared for danger, you know, or otherwise known as survival mode. And, you know, meanwhile, you know, the emotions and sensations that went with those traumatic experiences, they remain stored in our bodies, um, in our nervous systems. Um, They are stuck waiting for that opportunity to feel safe again. 
So survival strategies are automatic, instinctual reactions that we developed in trying to protect ourselves from emotional distress and harm during traumatic experiences. So when we're in survival mode, our body, emotions, and thoughts will organize themselves in several different styles of survival strategies. Of course, keep in mind our bodies, cultures, and personalities are diverse. So take these examples with a grain of salt and adapt it to your situation. So each survival strategy generally has a purpose, um, specific emotions that go with it, and how it shows up in our bodies. So the first one is um, called attach slash cry. And this is um, a strategy where the purpose is to call for help and um, staying close to a caregiver or others for safety. And the emotion that may go with this is a sense of neediness, um, a desire to stay close to a safe person. And in our bodies, this may show up as tension in our throat, um, vocalizing, reaching arms, or our torso may be leaning towards another person. The second one is called flight, and maybe you've already heard of this one. Um, the purpose of this strategy is to react to danger by fleeing the situation. So the emotion that may go with this is a sense of wanting to escape. And in our bodies, this may show up as a tension in either the lower body or legs. Um, there might be an impulse to run, um, looking for exits or an impulse to distract ourselves. And the third one is fight. So um, this is the purpose of this strategy is to react to danger when fleeing isn't an option. So the emotions that may go with this are vigilance, rage, and fear. In our bodies, this may show up as um, tension in our muscles, such as our hands. Um, sometimes we'll find our hands are in fists or we have um, suddenly like a narrowed vision, like there's tension in the eyes. Um, there might be an elevated heart rate. Our heart starts to beat. Sometimes we're also kind of getting sweaty. Um, and typically there's rapid breathing. The fourth strategy is called freeze, and the purpose of this strategy is to await the opportunity to escape. So the emotions that may go with this are terror and some dissociation, and in our bodies, this may show up as panic, rigidity. Um, so if you imagine like, you know, the deer in the headlights kind of look, um, our heart rate is going to be significantly high, and even though we might be really rigid and still, and we might experience as well some hyperventilation. And in freeze, this is sort of the place where we're, you know, both in that in between of immobilized and mobilized. So we're almost deciding: are we able to do something that is going to? Um, seek help elsewhere um, from another person or in the environment by leaving, or we're going to use our muscles and try to um, defend ourselves. Or the other side of, in terms of the immobilized responses, um, which we'll talk about in one second, is, you know, strategies that basically we have to use by um, staying where we are. And it has a lot more to do with what we're doing inside ourselves and managing that overwhelm. 
So the fifth strategy is called fawn slash appease. So the purpose of the strategy is to avoid harm by avoiding conflict. So the emotion that may go with this is a general sense of disconnection from our own emotions and needs. Um, We're really oriented to the other person. And in our bodies, this may show up as um, a hypersensitivity to the other person's emotional state, Um, really noticing a lot of, you know, perhaps details about the other person, um, maybe their eyes, the tone. And we're shifting our behavior so that we can avoid conflict with the other as much as possible. And finally, the last one is called shutdown. So this um, is a strategy where the purpose is basically we're preparing for harm in some kind of way. Um, So there's going to be like a numbing out to minimize the anticipated pain or harm. And the emotions that may go with this are shame and depression. And in our bodies, this may show up as um, flaccid muscles, um, hypoventilation. So that's when we're breathing, um, sort of barely breathing. It's really, really shallow. Um, We're still breathing, but it's almost like there isn't really a rise and fall happening within our bodies. And we might also be feeling um, like our heart rate is significantly low. And often with shutdown, there's sort of um, a stillness that goes with it. It isn't like the stillness with freeze where um, we're rigid, but there's a lot going on. Our heart rate is high. We're maybe looking around. This is um, a stillness that's very, um, in a way, quiet um, because of our low heart rate. And we're not even sometimes conscious of, you know, our thoughts. Um, Everything kind of just goes quiet. So these are just some examples of some of the common survival strategies. Um, These are six of the common ones. There's so many different ways of um, describing survival strategies. There's definitely variations. And often there's, um, you know, we'll have more than one. We'll have more than just a few. Sometimes they they change depending on the environment, the situation. Um, Of course, you know, the people you're with, some folks make make us feel super safe. Um, Other folks do not. So it depends on your situation, how these strategies show up for you. And you might start to notice like, yeah, how some of these signs or emotions pop up for you. Yeah, I wonder, you know, in terms of the prompt for this um, episode, I wanted to invite folks to think, you know, were there any um, things that resonated with you, any survival strategies you heard that felt um, familiar or that you felt you could relate to? Like, yeah, I I actually feel like I do that a lot. And as you're thinking about what resonates with you and, you know, what doesn't, yeah, I just want to invite folks to think as well in a way that's self-compassionate. So knowing that okay, we do these things because we don't feel safe and recognizing whatever um, they may be, it's part of the way that we're wired as humans and, um, you know, it shows up in different ways, not always because we want to. Um, So that I think that's a big part of it. And there's definitely still space, of course, in terms of 
accountability, you know, we don't want to just excuse the things we do when we're in survival mode, um, when they're harmful to others. But at the same time, it's important to approach understanding ourselves at this level with some self-compassion, with some openness to know like, okay, now that I can name these things, I'm going to try to notice them more. I'm going to try to shift them um, with support. And those are some things that um, we'll be talking about in, in future episodes as well. I also wanted to mention that if this topic resonated with you, I created a free guide to moving beyond survival with self-compassion, mainly for BIPOC folks. Um, you can download your copy by signing up on my website. Um, it's on the homepage, or you can visit my Instagram bio to get the link. And so in this beginner's guide, um, basically I, I go through what trauma is, what survival strategies are, and how taking a self-compassionate approach to understanding your patterns can begin to create more space for transformation and possibility in your life and relationships. And so my hope with this guide is to help you start to notice your automatic reactions and past experiences with care and imagine new ways that you can move through the world feeling grounded and whole. Thanks again for joining me on the Kayin Spells and Skills podcast. If you liked what you heard, please feel free to subscribe and leave a review. You can stay in touch with all Kayin Spells and Skills updates by signing up to my newsletter on my website and following me on Instagram and Facebook. I love hearing from you, so please contact me through my website to let me know what you'd like to learn more about in future episodes. 